Welcome to the uh, debut episode of, uh, what are we going with, Necro Overtime? Is that what this is? Necro Overtime. We had this idea to um, uh, do a show, I don't know, every once in a while or when it was necessary, when there would be updates on past shows we've done, just to uh, throw out the updates on a couple topics we had previously covered and give our thoughts and talk about it a little bit. I think some of the topics are, are sort of fluid and there's updates and, you know, you do a show, it goes into a black hole, you never talk about it again. I think it's interesting that when there's an update on that story to come back and discuss it and see what's going on with that story. Yeah, because we're certainly not going to redo an entire show or a series just because there's a simple update, uh, you know, of one little thing. So this is kind of our way to keep them updated and or put a put a cap on them if it's like kind of the end of the the road for whatever it might be. Yeah, if it's interesting. Yeah. So we've had uh I don't know, we'll do two or three stories each time we do the show. Whenever the stuff comes up that we we feel like we need to do it. We got a couple stories here for update from uh from the archives. You can go back and and check out the shows. You might even want to just go back and listen to the three uh topics what are the three topics we're going to be updating on today so people might want to pause go back and listen to all those shows and then come back and listen to this one that's really smart guidance and i'm glad you said that i think so we're looking at uh update time unit 731 fan favorite feel good story of the year <laughs> very much so <laughs> our pal jeffrey epstein what? fine upstanding citizen <laughs> previous citizen dick <laughs> And Leslie Van Houten. Houten? Houten? Houten. Houten from the uh, Manson crew. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is that one? <laughs> I got real nervous for a minute. I was like, wait, who is that? <laughs> All right, so Manson, uh, Epstein. So we're going to make him listen to five parts of Epstein and five parts of Manson. Well, skim the good parts. <laughs> Epstein is a saga. We literally oh, picked like, two, the two of the longest <laughs> things we've ever done. We're like, go yeah. listen to that. There's some interesting updates in the news this week. So, all right, well, let's uh, kick it off. I think Dave, you Ian's going to give us a quick reminder of what the show was about or the, the 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 topic, and then Dave, you'll give the updates, and then we'll discuss. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So we're going to kick it off with uh, Unit Seven Thirty One, uh, which I've seen commented numerous times that some people weren't even able to finish that show. Highly reviled, uh, pretty disturbing content. Some of that stuff when we covered the rape of Man King, which is like the lead up mm -hmm. to Unit Seven Thirty One, like the history between the Chinese and the Japanese. There was some stuff that happened during that time period that is unimaginable. Yeah, just the worst human history. It's literally just slaughtering women, children, everybody. Yeah. Unit Seven Thirty One actually started out as a agency to expand on public health. And initially it was meant to do research that would help Japanese soldiers, like learning more about the ways the human body could withstand hunger, thirst, and fight off diseases. But with that extreme hatred of the Chinese, which I can't remember the term off the top of my head, but they called them logs. Whatever the Japanese word for log was, like that's how little they viewed the Chinese. Like they were just- Dehumanized. Yeah, just a piece of wood to use. Um, you almost have to dehumanize people to treat them like that. If you view someone as a human being, kind of your equivalent, it's very hard to do those sorts of things to them. Is yeah. it Rogu? R-O-G-U? Try Googling Japanese word for know. logs. I don't remember. But it was like some type of word that loosely translated to like a log piece of wood. Dog it. 
Don't you heard her. <laughs> but it, it ended up, you know, it started out with good intentions, but ended up becoming a concentration camp responsible for the torture and murder for between 200,000 and 300,000 people. Historically speaking, concentration camps are usually not good. That's my understanding as well. Okay. Typically not. We're all on the same page on that then. (laughs) So here's the update. This is from uh, LiveScience.com. A bunker discovered near the city of Anda in northeast China is believed to be the largest test site of Imperial Japan's infamous Unit 731. Archaeologists in China have uncovered a secret underground bunker used by Japanese scientists to conduct horrific experiments on human subjects during World War II. The, quote, horror bunker discovered near the city of Anda in Heilong Gichang. It was perfect. That was perfect. That was good, right? Yeah. Province, northeast China, was used by the Japanese Army's infamous Unit 731 during Japan's occupation of China from 1931 to 1945. Researchers at the Heilongjiang Provincial <laughs> Institute—it's so pretty good, right? <laughs> Institute of Cultural Relics and Archaeology, who unearthed the bunker, told the South China Morning Post that its discovery highlights the ongoing legacy of Unit 731's atrocities and their impact on global efforts to prevent biological warfare. Up to 12,000 men, women, and children were killed by Unit 731 sadistic experiments, which included a testing of grenades, bacterial bombs, flamethrowers, and chemical weapons. Individuals were also exposed to dehydration, killed inside spinning centrifuges, injected with animal blood, zapped with x-rays, vivisected without anesthesia, and kept inside low-pressure chambers until their eyeballs burst. Like, that's just... That is horrifying. Yep. The live dissection of a human is yeah. Well, they can see what's going on. It's the next level. Yeah, it's, it's next level brutality and torture. Yeah, I don't. I wonder. I think we talked about this on the show when we did it, but maybe that's part of the reason that it's just not forgotten to history, but kind of like nobody. No one wants to think about uh, that. Yeah. People can do that, and it's not that long ago. No. Nineteen forty-five is not that long it ago. Certainly is not. Dave was fifteen. <laughs> So the archaeologists have partially unearthed a U-shaped structure, which is roughly 108 feet long and 67 feet wide, with interconnected rooms and tunnels branching from it. As the archaeologists have yet to step inside, the exact purpose of each room hasn't been established, but the researchers have categorized what they believe to be laboratories, observation and dissection rooms, holding cells, barracks, garages, bathhouses, dining areas, and wells. Following Japan's surrender in September 1945, the U.S. covered up evidence of the gruesome experiments and secretly granted many of Unit 731's leaders immunity from prosecution for war crimes in exchange for their research. Much of this information was later taken to Fort Detrick in Maryland, the center of the U.S. Cold War Biological Weapons Program between 1943 and 1969. The archaeologists say they will continue to excavate the site, gathering more details about the individual rooms and the structure, and how they combine to form the horrifying bunker. I'm not sure I want to learn more about it. Yeah, so this one I think is a lot more to come, but I thought it was interesting that we just kind of tried to close all that off and hide it. And but kept the research. Arche- yeah. yeah, and archaeologists have uh, uncovered this bunker, and I bet there's some pretty horrifying things under there. 
It's just like Operation Paperclip with Werner Braun. You know. Yeah. He was definitely mm-hmm. not in the running for uh, war crimes and to be executed. But and we had a lot of people with varying opinions on on that and how it was smart to to like not. I think. Uh, you know, not to put them to death, but to keep them and, and learn from them so that we could win the Cold War. And then people felt passionately, no, though the scientists should have just been killed on, you know, yeah. and yeah. I don't think there's a right answer on that. There's one. no, of course not. There's no right answer. But even this, like it, this shouldn't be a forgotten. People should know about these atrocities that occurred. You don't want to, cause it's not pleasant, but you can't just ignore this. You found it. You need to go explore it. And it happened. It's history. It's like banned in Japan talking about this till I get over there next year. And we'll see about that. I'm wearing a <laughs> unit 731 <laughs> shirt over there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is something when we did that episode, I think we talked about it just, um, how it's not in any textbooks. Japan's like, Oh, what? Yeah. Well, you know, never heard of it. I think you guys did that. Not us. <laughs> Yeah, so if th- that might probably be another Necro OT update when they start releasing some of the stuff they found. Yeah, I, just, I thought it's interesting that they uncovered it, but they haven't gone in there yet, but they're just kind of preliminarily identifying rooms and whatnot. And once they finally get in there, might be something. But there was that photo album that showed up, right? Um, like someone's scrapbook of the experiments? Yeah, somebody was trying to like get a quote on it to sell it like as a... Mm-hmm. As a thing in the, or, you know, to sell it in the pawn shop owners, like, I'm going to turn this in. This is something Ugh. historical. Like, this is a very Who important. That now? I don't know. I'll Google it. Rick from Pawn Stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best I can do three Cuban cigars and a shot of Jack. Sold. <laughs> now I love Jack. The Crown Royal. Let's do that. I need, a shot of Jack Daniels is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I don't want that. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I bought it. What? <laughs> You're all suckers. I've owned that book for 10 years at this point. Bought it sight unseen. <laughs> yeah, I can't find it. I'll just no, that's that all right. That's all right, yeah. All right, well, very cool. Good find. We'll be back to that one, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot more, I, I suspect, to come. Did on they say one. how long it would take them to kind of go through everything? They didn't. Hmm. I hope they're working right now. Because I'm really interested in this story. Well, they probably are. What time is it over there? Yeah. Got me. Those kind of stories are... tomorrow. They're always really interesting. Like, makes you wonder what else is out there that we just haven't we found have, yet. That we'll never find. Well, Indiana Jones will get there. He'll love <laughs> I believe they're making a new one, I saw. A yeah. fifth one. How old is Harrison Ford? He's almost eighty. Yeah, right. I haven't seen Good the. For you, I bro. haven't seen the Crystal Skull one. I've never watched that. Mm-mm. Is that the new one? I think it's a couple like years the ago. Fourth one that from a. I think it's longer than a couple of years oh, ago. I never now. watched that. With like Shia LaBeouf was like his like little understudy. Oh, I in never it. saw that. No, there's like aliens involved and stuff. I think, really? I don't. Mm-hmm. Know. It doesn't sound like anything I'm gonna enjoy. I, don't, I never watched the Sean Connery one. That one, I think it's overrated. I, I like the first that. two. It was okay. First but, two were good, yeah. yeah. Anyways, maybe I'll watch the the fourth one if this new one coming out looks all right. All right, what's next? Let's keep on rolling here. We're talking about Egg Dick? Well, this is hot off the press. Uh, 
the Associated Press today got some interesting uh, Jeffrey Epstein documentation from his time in prison. Today being, we're recording this June 2nd. Yeah. So by the time this you afternoon. hear this, it'll be like, at least I think it was. I saw three it days afternoon. ago. Yeah. If you're listening to this, the day it comes out. Nearly four years after Epstein's death, thousands of pages of records obtained by the Associated Press are shedding new light on the financier's time behind bars. The second time. Behind bars? Yeah. The, time the last time. Himself, right? Yeah, the, time, the, the final time. <laughs> the last time. The time he killed himself slash was murdered. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> this is the first time he just had like a... Like he was staying at a hotel. Oh, that's right. He was able to leave. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot all that. That was a little different. Yeah. Yeah, he was convicted. He just, yeah. he like tipped the policeman when he was leaving and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, he was allowed to like go to work. It wasn't it like business yeah. stuff, but he'd be gone. He'd come back at like 10 o'clock at night and then be gone by 6 a.m. Yeah, or something. The whole wing was to him, too. Yeah. That's outrageous. That's where the U.S. attorney in, in Florida cut him at that deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what did we learn about the second time? Do you want to do a brief uh, uh, yeah, summary of Epstein? Or? Sorry, this is still new to us, figuring out this. Uh, well, some people might not know who he is. So he, Blah, 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 egg recap. dick, blah, blah, blah. The, those two attorneys questioned him about his egg dick. He got all pissed <laughs> off and left. That egg dick shirt I made is still available on Amazon if anyone wants I it. forgot about that. <laughs> Old egg it's dick. not a big seller. <laughs> I don't know, he had a mysterious rise to power. He didn't kind of fake it till you make it no one knew much about him what he did where he came from but he was always around very powerful people he always had tons of money our pal in columbus here or new albany was that guy the limited guy he was his buddy yeah um bankrolled a lot of his stuff right matt um wes he's the guy that owned victoria's Victoria's secrets Wes Borland, he played guitar for <laughs> well. Lex Westford, Lex Wexford, something yes. like that. Yeah. Wexford, that sounds familiar. Now. Yeah. now I'm remembering. And there was some some shady shit going on at his mansion or whatever that's considered out there. Wasn't it Epstein's mansion that just had like all those weird pictures of like boys on the wall? Naked girls, pretty Naked much. Naked girls, yeah. that's, I'm sorry. The boys, probably Michael Jackson's. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Yeah, and then he, I don't know, he just always had all this money. And islands and teenage girls somehow. And then there was updates over the last few months about Jizz Lane. Whatever happened to her? She was sentenced she to was prison. Sentenced. She's having a hard time, too. She was. I saw her in the news complaining about um, that there's a group of Puerto Rican inmates that are not making her life easy. Really? Yeah. Getting the old Andy Dufresne treatment. Yeah. Yeah, she's not uh, she's not having a good time. Mm. There was that sort of was it like juror misconduct that it looked like there might get a, a a mistrial or a retrial on that, right? There was some something came to light, I remember, and it seemed pretty likely that they would throw out that verdict and retry, but that that did not happen. I I, I recall something. Do you remember like that? that a juror something. did something like, yeah, that that doesn't seem great. But her name popped up. It didn't happen. Has popped up a lot since we finished that series with her being in court, and then maybe mm. the juror thing, and then the sentencing. Like it's it's come up. And there was always this smoke around everything. There's no uh, there's no smoking gun with Epstein, but you look yeah. at his his black book and the flight log that was made available from his private jet to his mm. island and 
it's like a who's who list of people. Yeah. Right. And like this update we're going to talk about tonight, it's not the only thing going on. There's a story about how he most likely um, blackmailed Bill Gates mm-hmm. over some affair. There, there's Deutsche Bank just settled a, uh, a huge, did a huge settlement, like $75 million with some of his victims. Douchebag Bank did that? Deutsche, <laughs> Deutsche Bank. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Chase, has been subpoenaed to testify about how they kept this relationship open with Epstein. So, how the fuck is a Jamie lot going Dimon on? Not the name of a porn star. <laughs> I'm sure it is at some point, but it's gonna be my porn star name now. <laughs> Jamie Di- J A Y M E Diamond with two D's at the end. Well, uh, Jamie Dimon is D I M O N, not Diamond. Diamond. Okay, well I'll be Di- Jamie Diamond. <laughs> that name's available, so you should. Trademark that tomorrow. All right. Epstein's proof of that kind of elite pedophile ring type stuff, but it's not like what John DeCamp was describing in Johnny Gosh, where it's like the satanic stuff. Mm -hmm. This is the real. This is just the pedophile stuff. This is what it really looks like. Yeah. Yeah, This is a very wealthy man that had so much money that he didn't have to face any repercussions. Yeah. He surrounded himself by people for a long time. Yeah. And then as soon as he had a face repercussions, he took himself out because he couldn't didn't want to deal with it. That's kind of what this the story's about. It's just interesting to get a, a behind the scenes view into his his final days. And, yeah. and well tell us federal about it. Let's get into it. I'm excited to learn this one. So nearly four years after Epstein's death, thousands of pages of records obtained by the Associated Press are shedding new light on the financier's time behind bars and a frantic response by federal correction officials to his death. You're like, who was watching this motherfucker <laughs> Weren't 10 they feet away? Didn't, didn't yeah. we say like they, were, they were sleeping? Yeah. The documents, including emails between jail officials and psychological evaluations, offer a fuller picture of Epstein as he waited trial on sex trafficking charges at the now shuttered Metropolitan Correctional Center, which they uh, ultimately closed after all this happened. Because of this? Also, I, I think it was a, wow. one of the bigger factors. Epstein killed himself at the federal jail in 2019. In the days and weeks that followed, corrections officials struggled to explain how such a high-profile detainee had managed to take his own life. The records show how he was moved from the jail's general population to specialized housing and how he was briefly on suicide watch before being downgraded to psychiatric observation, his status when he killed himself. Epstein was anxious and despondent during much of his time in jail, prompting concern from jail guards and psychological experts about his mental state. He complained often about jail life, including poor sleep, constipation, the color of his uniform, and his treatment by other detainees. The noise from a broken toilet in his cell left him sitting in the corner with his hands over his ears, according to one psychologist. This man who's never never struggled a day in his life, and now he's got to live this way, and he he can't. The the color of his uniform. (laughs) This doesn't really go with my eye color. Can I get something else? Do you have a lighter shade of green? (laughs) Despite his litany of complaints, Epstein insisted that he wouldn't take his own life. Even after he was discovered in his cell's floor with a strip of bed sheet around his neck and placed on suicide watch for 31 hours, he denied that he was contemplating suicide, which he said was against his Jewish religion. Well, he's always been an honest guy, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Plus, he added, he was a coward who didn't like pain. He described having a wonderful life, 
a psychological evaluation stated, he said it would be crazy to take his own life. He furthered, I would not do that to myself, which is only going to add to the conspiracy stuff around this guy, right? Which is also something somebody would say if they were going to try to kill themselves. All right. In the way he was, though, like when I read that book about him and we and we did all that research on him, that seems like it could be real, that he's such a narcissist. It's like, I'm awesome. Why would I kill myself? I'm, For sure. I'm above killing myself. Yeah. But at the same time, he even said, I had an awesome life. Well, you're not about to. So... Your life used to be great, and maybe you didn't want to kill yourself, yeah. but now your life's going to change completely. So I think you could say at this point that he maybe was still under the assumption that he would get off on this. I think so. With his money uh, maybe and his so. legal team. and yeah. I mean, last time he was convicted, he had run of the place. Right. It's true. He did have it pretty, pretty made in the shade. I think this next part is very interesting. Among the new revelations was an attempt by Epstein to reach out to another notorious pedophile, Larry Nasser, the USA Gymnastics team doctor convicted of sexually abusing scores of young athletes. What's up with that? Was he writing letters to this guy? Did he know him from other previous stuff? Probably. Perhaps? He fucking knew everybody. Yeah. Birds of a feather. A letter sent by Epstein to Nasser was found returned to sender in the jail's mailroom weeks after Epstein's death. It appeared he mailed it out and it was returned back to him. The investigator who found the letter told a corrections official by email. I am not sure if I should open it or should we hand it over to anyone? The letter itself wasn't included among the documents turned over to the AP, which also didn't indicate what became of the letter. How about That's that? Interesting. Where'd it go? What was in it and where did it go? Was that guy already um, in prison for what he had done? I think so. Yeah. So Epstein was writing to his... In prison, prison, like, hey, hey, homie, we kind of both into the same things. Yeah. Like, uh, how's, like prison how's, for it, you? how's it going for you? Yeah. <laughs> how are things up there in Michigan? I don't know if he was he in Michigan. I think he was in Michigan, right? I don't remember. So this is this is about his final phone call. A correctional officer escorted Epstein to a shower area around 7 p.m. where he was permitted to make a 15 minute social call. Reports later indicated he had phoned his 30-year-old girlfriend. Who's that? I don't know. Do we have any info on her? Not that I'm aware of. Was it the, was it the girl that has turned into um, a home decorator? That sounds very familiar now that you say that. Yeah, I'll Google it while we're talking. Weeks after his death, a jail warden questioned why an employee had failed to follow policy by allowing Epstein to make an unmonitored call. The documents shed light on the lurching response by the Bureau of Prisons in the critical hours of Epstein's death. In one email, a prosecutor involved in Epstein's criminal case complained to an agency lawyer that it was, quote, frankly unbelievable that the agency was issuing public news releases before telling us basic information so that we can relay it to his attorneys who can relay it to his family. In another email, the prosecutor wrote of getting, quote, increasingly frantic calls from Epstein's lawyers. We need to know as soon as possible the very basic facts, such as time and cause of death, at the absolute minimum, wrote the prosecutor, whose name was redacted. It has now been hours since this was reported publicly, the prosecutor wrote, adding that it was, quote, extraordinarily frustrating to have to tell them that we have less information than the press. As news outlets began reporting details of the agency's failings, a high-ranking federal prison official made the apparently baseless suggestion to the agency's director that reporters must have been paying jail employees for information. 
Like, oh, must have been, uh, <laughs> must have been some leaks from the inside. Epstein's death touched off a wave of anger toward the Bureau of Prisons and questions about the operation at the Metropolitan Correctional Center. In an internal memo, officials blamed seriously reduced staffing levels, improper or lack of training, and follow-up and oversight for the death. Two guards who were supposed to be watching Epstein on the night of his death were found to have falsified records, admitting to napping and browsing the internet instead of monitoring the high-profile inmate. The documents show other efforts to implement reforms, such as requiring jail captains to review footage, ensuring that guards are completing their rounds every 30 minutes. Jail officials said they would allow psychological experts to play a larger role in determining how housing decisions are made. In some respects, the officials may have overcorrected. A memo sent to the Bureau of Prisons director shortly after Epstein's death warned that wardens were defaulting to leaving inmates on suicide watch longer than the psychologists have advised. By 2021, the Metropolitan Correctional Center had closed down. An investigation by the Justice Department's Inspector General is still ongoing. So that did him in then. That was the end of that uh, That's facility. It. That's it. Ended up closing the whole place down. You have to know how important your job is if you're watching Jeffrey Epstein. If you're given that yeah. job. Like, they were like 10 feet away, too. They weren't. You know, down the hall. But I think that plays a right part of the conspiracy, there. though, too. It, do, right? it absolutely like does. Like, are you maybe, that big of an imbecile? Maybe right. they weren't, though, and that's what the whole exactly conspiracy can base it on. But yeah, if if that is what happened, then what the fuck are you doing? So the the girlfriend, real quick, is uh, Karina Shuliak. She was thirty one. She was not. I don't remember us discussing her, but maybe she mm. didn't have a big part in anything at the time. No. That we were aware of. She was the last one. Hmm. And one part of that I kind of glossed over. I was trying to paraphrase the whole article is when he told the guards they took him to make a phone call. He told me he wanted to call his mother. His mother was had been dead for 15 years. (laughs) So don't really pay close attention. Not so much. Yeah. The the Daily Mail calls her obsessively jealous and fiercely loyal to Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Did she get any of that uh, Epstein money when he died? I don't know. Can we buy that island? I still want to get that island. Just buy it and make it's it. for sale. Necro Island. There's a whole, you know, the island boys? You know those, those dudes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, there's pictures of, of little, like, little kids with Epstein on an island. And they're claiming, like, that they're the island boys. Like, we don't know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Always something with Epstein. I feel like that's going to be another one we'll come back to at some point. We'll have more on him when there's more information about something. Yeah, I feel like stuff might just keep playing out for the next 10 years. On Names that. start coming out. Nope. Nope. Probably. Here's a, this is the girl he talked to right before he died. Okay. I feel like we might have mentioned her then. I don't remember. Like, I feel like we posted a photo right. on the socials of, of him with her. There was so much to that. There yeah, was I like an remember. interior designer that was mm. like, should have definitely been in trouble, but she didn't get in trouble. There were so many bits and pretty familiar yeah. working parts of that story. More okay. to come. Yeah, we'll more be to back come. to that one. All right, what's the last one we I got? I got one more. Let's do it. California Appeals Court recommended on May 30th that Leslie Van Houten, the youngest follower of the so-called Manson family, be paroled and released from prison. Who recommended it, did you say? The parole board? Appeals court. The appeals court. Because the uh, the parole board recommended it. Governor Gavin Newsom said uh, no. <laughs> and about, the appeals court. Anybody. Yeah. There's been a couple of things we've talked about with him where he was turning down people's. Sirhan Sirhan. 
Yeah, that's right. And I mean, that's part of the whole discussion around parole because he has political aspirations. He wants to be president someday. Anytime you pardon a high profile, and not pardon, but approve the parole for a high profile criminal like this, they're going to hang that around your neck and they're going to make it a campaign commercial. Well, so. and in the, especially the case of Sirhan Sirhan, who killed a Democratic candidate yeah, for president and like, you're trying to run as yeah, a Democrat. That was never going to happen. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. On but this watch. one, it, it's a, it, the commercial rights itself. So, yeah. So Leslie Van Houten. She didn't have anything to do with the Tate murder. She was uh, strictly at the La Bianca house, right? But she was actively involved in that murder, right? Yeah, she she came in at the end. So she came in at like, she came in in 68, like right at the tail end of all of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, she wasn't there for Tate, but she was there for La Bianca. Her and uh, Big Patty tied the uh, extension cord for or the cord from the lamp around around rosemary's neck with the pillowcase over her head and she she stabbed her just you know patty went like overkill Mm -hmm. stabbing but uh leslie did it too you know going back to what you said dave about the uh like the campaign ads for like newsom if he was to you know uh, allow the parole to go through um i'm reading this book now on George H.W. Bush. I was forty first, and part of his eighty eight campaign yeah. ads, Dukakis was Dukakis let out uh, a, a, a hardcore felons on furloughs from prison, and one of them, I forget the guy's name, Willie Horton, Horton took off and raped and killed people yeah. while he was out on furlough, and they never came back. Cost him the election, and and Bush used that like you know this guy's loose on crime. He Absolutely. they painted him as this far far left wing liberal who's gonna, um, you know, and and there's speculation that you know the Bush administration play, or the Bush campaign played on racial fears and stuff like that with <laughs> suburban white sure. people and yeah. I don't know if that was the the only factor, but that certainly helped Bush win. Dukakis uh, on Dukakis. the tank with the goggles didn't didn't really help. Yeah. Little, he looked like, like an dork. imbecile. Yeah, dork. <laughs> but when you had Bush, who was actually a, a Navy vet in World War II, yeah. and was shot down. Yeah. Dukakis was ahead in the polls back then until he Willie a, Orton. He had a he had a big early. lead. Yeah, yeah. Not maybe not a big lead, but it was uh, he was a, he definitely in lead. He he had a lead up and through the conventions. He yeah. had a lead yeah. in, in August. But anyways, back to uh, Manson. Yeah, I, mean, I don't have an issue with her not getting parole. How long had she been locked up? Long time, since the 70s. Since the trial, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you in a minute when we get to the story. Go ahead. That's right. I forgot we didn't really get to the story. I know we brought it up when we did a show about them, or when we did the show on, on Manson. And at the end, we talked about how they all look like kindly grandmothers now. And like you kind of forget, like these were the ones carving the crosses into their foreheads back in the day. Yeah, and like just how brutal those murders were. And it's like you see them now, and they like yeah, they look like golden girls. (laughs) Yeah, that's the problem with it with this kind of stuff. You forget like the the horror of crime fades over the years, and like you're not going to let someone out that slaughtered a kid two years ago, but when all the primary participants in that case are dead and gone. And it's 50, 60 years later. Like it softens the image of that. It doesn't seem so terrible anymore. Cause it's not something that you live through. Right. Yeah. It's your grandfather's crime era. And you're like, yeah, she's an old lady now. Uh, you know, she's not going to hurt anybody. 
time heals all. And maybe they won't, but that's not the point. Yeah. Right. Does that, that's not the only point at least. Yeah. Ed Kemper's still alive and he gets parole hearings. He just doesn't go anymore. Yeah. He stays. But should that guy get out of prison? Of course not. Never. No. I mean, I'm okay with them still having the parole hearings. So as long as they vote to keep him in. Everyone should get a parole hearing. Sure. But who was it that we covered? Were the only the one guy? Arthur Shawcross. Shawcross, yeah. Where the only that one guy in the pro board was like, this guy is violent. What are you people doing? (laughs) This is not going to work out okay. There's a story in the news this week about a potential serial killer in Texas with literally the same exact thing. He killed a 13-year-old girl years ago, and he got out after like 12 years. And now he's admitted to multiple murders, and it looks like he's... uh, Possibly a serial killer. Like, if you kill a 13-year-old girl, you don't get to get out of jail. Ever. I don't understand. That's it. There's so much of the justice system that just depends on what judge you get. Yeah. The time frame. Yep. Exactly. There needs to be... How much of a a defense attorney you can afford. Sure. There should be, like, a clear-cut sentence if you kill a... If you kill anybody, really. If you murder somebody... (laughs) There's mitigating factors, but if you kill a 13 year old girl, you're, you shouldn't, there should be a clear cut sentence for that. Yeah, I think that's right. So more, keep an eye on the news for that. There's going to be more to come with this guy, but, uh, it has shades of Arthur Shawcross, a guy that probably should not have ever been let out of prison. Yeah. So here's the update on Leslie. A California appeals court recommended on May 30th that Leslie Van Houten, the youngest follower of the so-called Manson family, be paroled and released from prison. Van Houten, who was not involved in the Tate killing, was only 19 when she joined the cult. At various parole hearings, Van Houten said her parents' divorce, substance abuse issues, and an illegal abortion left her vulnerable to the court's, the cult's allure. Manson died in 2017 while serving a life sentence. Van Houten was initially sentenced to death, but California temporarily banned the death penalty in 1972. Since 1982, Van Houten, now 73, has had 21 parole hearings, the Associated Press reports. The May 30th opinion from a Los Angeles appeals court reverses Governor Gavin Newsom's 2020 decision blocking Van Houten's parole, stating that there is, quote, no evidence to support the governor's conclusions as he was unfit for parole. Over the years, Van Houten's legal team has pointed out that she earned advanced degrees while incarcerated and tutored other inmates. Okay. What the fuck else are you going to do in there? <laughs> Stare at the wall all day? I expect that. And for some criminals, maybe that is okay. And that is a reason to look at parole. Sure. For her, like, I'm not saying that's a be all end all that they, that shouldn't be, uh, taken into account but for her i agree with you guys like no yeah van houten has shown extraordinary rehabilitative efforts insight remorse realistic parole plans support from family and friends favorable institutional reports and at the time of the governor's decision had received four successive grants of parole i guess meaning the parole board had the last four times have granted it and the governor's you know d- shut it Fuck down every you, time sending it back and I think that's how we ended our our series on this yeah, and talking about right. that. Like, yeah, he's not letting her yeah. out. Although the governor states Van Houten's historical factors remain salient, 
He identifies nothing in the record indicating Van Houten has not successfully addressed those factors through many years of therapy, substance abuse programming, and other efforts. Van Houten's attorney, Nancy Tretault, told CNN that she's gearing up for a lengthy legal battle as she thinks it's likely the California Attorney General's office will ask the state Supreme Court to decide next steps for the case. She also expects the Attorney General to recommend that Van Houten stay in prison while her case is reviewed. While Van Houten has not made any public comments about Tuesday's decision, she expressed the remorse she feels about the 1969 killings at a parole hearing in 2017. Quote, To tell you the truth, the older I get, the harder it is to deal with all this. To know what I did, how it happened, she said, describing how she's undergone extensive therapy to deal with this question. I feel absolutely horrible about it, and I've spent most of my life trying to find ways to live with it. End of story. Continue living with it behind bars. Sounds like you're thriving. Yeah, it sounds like she's having a good time. Yeah, she's doing. She got four degrees. Write a book. You're all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. If if uh, when how long does Newsom have to uh, decline this? Did it say? Well, Newsom declined, and now the attorney general gets to appeal it to the California. I see. Oh, Supreme we're past Court. that. Part. Okay, yeah. I see. I'm, Newsom wants to be president. He's not approving parole for a Manson <laughs> killer. That was never going to happen. No. Yeah, I'm fine with that, though. Political or not, like, I think that's the right call. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're the LaBianca's family, the relatives that are still around, you're like, yeah, it was a long time ago, but no, fuck you, lady. Yeah, you ruined everything. Yeah. You fucked up our whole family tree. I don't, I'm sorry you were under the influence of a cult, but they're dead. Yeah. Get fucked. That's not being under the influence of a cult, I don't find is a very good excuse. No, because there's all kind of members of cults we've talked about that don't do that. Yeah. Look, in Jonestown, they weren't selfish. They just killed themselves. <laughs> Goddamn right, Mike. <laughs> and well, well, except for Mr. Muggs. Yeah, and their kids, who they forced to take it. Yeah, yeah Mr. Muggs. Ian's going to get worked up if you call a suicide, so. <laughs> get them all fired Maybe you shouldn't up. do that. <laughs> all right. Well, this was a good show. Yeah, I like the nice I like getting updates. updates on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll wait until more updates come, and maybe we'll drop another one at some point. Hopefully, people like them. Necro overtime, we're calling it, right? Yeah, necro overtime. Yeah, I like it. Necro overtime. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that actually. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else? We good? Necro overtime is like when you're at the funeral home when you work there after hours and you're having sex with a corpse, right? <laughs> Sure, but we're gonna put a, what the, we're gonna put a positive spin on that okay. name now. Yeah, we're gonna take it back. And I think that when we when we do these, we're gonna drop them, try to drop them on Mondays, right? So yeah, Mondays they get day. they get a Sunday show, and then yeah. they get a little Monday treat. Kick off your Monday work week with an update on uh, some past episodes. Sure. All right, happy Monday, everybody. Bye.